Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, and welcome back to Summer Shorts. I'm Abby, and this is our eighth episode in our Summer Shorts series. If you've been listening along so far, you know the aim of the series is to bring you 10 short episodes over 10 weeks of summer, covering 10 different papers that our team has published recently. I'm here today with Nicole, a senior research fellow at CAR. Welcome back to the podcast, Nicole, because you've been on the podcast before, although quite a long time ago. Yes, thank you. It's good to be back. So can you tell me which paper we are talking about today? Yes, of course. Um, so today I'll be talking about a paper entitled a Longitudinal Study Investigating Positive Body Image, Eating Disorder Symptoms and Other Related Factors Among a Community Sample of Men in the UK, um, which was recently published in Body Image. Perfect. And do you have any co-authors on the paper? Yes. Um, so this work was led by the very wonderful uh, Jessica Oliva, who is Assistant Professor of Psychology at Maastricht University in the Netherlands. And then two of my fellow colleagues at the Centre for Appearance Research, Nadia Craddock, who's a research fellow and of course a fellow podcast host, uh, Professor Philippa Deirdrichs and um, Bobby Stuvzend. Brilliant, thank you. That's quite a team. So <laughs> please could you tell me what the aims of the paper were? So what were you trying to find out? Yeah, so if I just set the scene uh, to begin with. Um, so uh, recently, uh, research on positive body image, which is defined as overall love, respect and appreciation for one's body, regardless of whether it meets societal standards for how a body should look or function. Um, so, uh, yeah, so research on positive body on image has revealed just how important it is for overall well-being um, and also in relation to eating behaviour. So, uh, for example, um, research among young women has shown that positive body image predicts lower levels of dieting. So this is really promising research, uh, which kind of suggests that positive body image could well be a protective factor against eating disorders and therefore potentially play a role in prevention programmes. However, um, most of this work, not all, but most of the work has been conducted with females um, or female samples and using a cross-sectional design. So it's also important to note that although eating disorders are more common among women, eating disorders are increasingly prevalent among men. So we therefore set out to explore the relationships between positive body image, eating disorder symptoms and other factors related to eating disorders among men using a longitudinal design. So our primary interest was the impact of positive body image on later eating disorder symptoms. And we thought that positive body image uh, would predict a reduction in eating disorder symptoms across time, um, really because you know men with positive body image are more likely to appreciate and respect their bodies and uh, therefore less likely to harm them by disordered eating behaviours. And to kind of get the complete picture, we also wanted to look to see if the reverse was true. So whether lower eating disorder symptoms would predict increased positive body image. Finally, we investigated the relationships between positive body image and multiple factors that are related to eating disorders. So um, those factors include appearance satisfaction, appearance ideal internalisation, drive for muscularity and meanness, upward appearance based social comparisons, perceived appearance pressure, media consumption, conformity to masculine norms and physical activity. 
wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot of measures. That's been a lot of work. So what was the sort of method of this um, research project? What was your sort of design? Yeah, so um, so we recruited 440 British men who were um, between the ages of 18 and 85 from YMCA in the UK and from other sources. And basically, uh, we asked men to complete an online survey uh, so we could assess their levels of positive body image, eating disorder symptoms and the other factors that I just listed um, a moment ago. And then the participants were invited to complete the question again uh, 12 months later. We measured positive body image using the body appreciation scale and measured eating disorder symptoms with the eating disorder examination questionnaire. But I think just for the sake of time, um, you know, I'm aware this is a summer short that maybe listeners could refer to the paper for the full list of measures we used. Um, but we were careful to choose questionnaires and items that have demonstrated, you know, acceptable psychometric properties in past research uh, among men. Perfect. And the paper that we're talking about today will be in the show notes. So please go there um, if you'd like to see a full list of all of the measures that are included in this study. So what did you find, Nicole? Ooh, good question. Um, so I suppose our main finding, uh, which we were not expecting at all, um, is that positive body image did not predict changes um, in eating disorder symptoms one year later and vice versa. So eating disorder symptoms did not predict changes in positive body image one year later. Um, and then in terms of the additional factors, uh, we found that positive body image predicted, well, only predicted um, increases in appearance satisfaction and decreases in appearance ideal internalisation over time. It's really interesting. And what do you think all these findings mean? I guess, you know, the finding that positive body image did not predict changes in eating disorder symptoms among men across time is interesting. And um, it is possible that the relationship between positive body image and eating disorder symptoms among men is actually indirect. Um, so in future, it'll be really interesting to look at um, some mediational relationships. Um, and also, I think, look at different types of eating behaviour, perhaps ones that are particularly salient among men. Um, and then I guess um, in terms of the finding um, that positive body image predicted increases in appearance satisfaction and decreases in appearance ideal internalisation over time. Um, I mean, this is quite interesting because both of these factors are known to impact eating disorder symptoms among men. Uh, so perhaps fostering positive body image would be a, a helpful way to, you know, in, well, helpful in prevention programmes for eating disorders. Definitely. I think it's really interesting as well, you mentioned about sort of eating disorder symptoms that might be, that might occur more in men because obviously eating disorder research, as you said before, is really centred around women a lot of the time. So, yeah, it sounds like this is a really important area to be looking into. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I, there's so there's so much to be done. And I think we really hope that this work acts as a springboard for future work in the area. Um, but yeah, back to that point, I think, um, including some some other measures that are particularly salient to men would be really useful so for example the eating disorder assessment for men 
um, or the eating pathology symptoms inventory. Um, as you're aware, we already had quite a few measures in our <laughs> study, but there's, yeah, so much, so much to be done. Definitely. Amazing. And is there anything else that you want to add? I guess just to repeat the fact that, you know, we hope that this work inspires more research into eating disorder and positive body image among men and among um, people of other gender identities as well. Also that um, Jessica Oliva, who was the lead author for this um, project, um, she's written a couple of really interesting articles um, on positive body image and uh, men in psychology today. Uh, so hopefully you can pop those links in somewhere. Definitely worth the read. Um, and just to say thank you to Central YMCA and the Succeed Foundation uh, for their support with conducting the study and recruiting participants. Thank you, Nicole. Before we can let you go, because this is our summer short series, do you have a favourite summer snack that you can share with us? Ooh, um, so I'm assuming the fruit from a glass of pims doesn't quite count as a summer snack, fortunately. So um, I'd have to go with ice lollies. Um, I've been making some homemade ice lollies um, with the kids um, over the summer, which is basically just frozen mushed up fruit um, but it keeps them happy and entertained for a little while and they do taste surprisingly good and refreshing that sounds, yeah that sounds really good maybe you could do that with the pims fruit have you tried that Gosh, that is <laughs> such a good idea Abby <laughs> I hadn't thought of that but I'll let you know how it goes <laughs> yeah please try that and let me know how it is <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for being a guest today and telling us all about your really interesting and important paper. It's been such a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. And thank you to you, our listeners, for tuning in. And remember, there are now only two more episodes left in the Summer Shorts series. So make sure to like, subscribe and please give us a rating. So until next time. Bye.